Listener warning. While this episode is based on historic testimony, suicide is frequently mentioned. Because of this, parental discretion is advised. Also, if you feel depressed or are experiencing suicidal thoughts, please tell your friends and family or seek professional assistance. The California sun was rising as the mother took her three-year-old daughter from their car onto the bridge. It's been almost 10 years since the stock market's Black Tuesday and the depression was causing people to snap. Her husband snapped like the rest of them. That's why he left her and their daughter. But things were gonna be all right. The mother looked over the bridge's railing into the 150-foot abyss and saw clarity. Something moved on the edge of her vision. She clutched her daughter and faced the movement. A man with wire-rimmed glasses approached. The mother sighed. You sure gave me a fright, mister. Her eyes shot between her child and the railing. We were just enjoying the sunrise. He passed her. The mother wiped a tear, thinking of what would have happened if the man didn't interrupt her. Hey, mister, can you help me? I don't think I'm right. The man was gone. A shiver prickled her skin. I snapped like the rest of them, she thought. The sun irritated her eyes. She led her daughter into an alcove, tossed her over the side, then jumped into the abyss. But her daughter survived. These events happened on Pasadena's Colorado Street Bridge, and this is Legends from the Pacific. Aloha, and thank you for joining us. This is Legends from the Pacific, Episode 6, The Incidents of Pasadena's Colorado Street Bridge. Later in this episode, your featured Hawaiian word, song, and more about the daughter who survived, but first, Pasadena's Colorado Street Bridge. Located in Pasadena, California, the bridge was opened in 1913. It stretches 1,486 feet and is 150 feet high. The bridge is part of the iconic Route 66, but during the Great Depression, it was nicknamed the Suicide Bridge. This morbid name became so popular that local businesses included it in their ads. The first recorded suicide occurred in 1919, which was six years after the bridge opened. But this might not have been the bridge's first death. It said during the bridge's construction, a worker fell and was entombed in the concrete. It's believed the worker's ghost haunts the bridge and calls to people in crisis to jump from the bridge. Witnesses also report the apparition of a man with wire glasses. It's unknown who he is or his connection to the bridge, but these are just some of the bridge's inhabitants. The following is a Legends from the Pacific original story, and is based on collected testimony. The bridge is so lovely that I decided to include it in my run. I looked forward to feeling the breeze on the bridge before heading home, but it was dark before I knew it. I saw something on one of the bridge's parapets. It was a lady in a dress. She jumped, I screamed, and raced to the railing, but the lady vanished. That run home was the personal best.
The following is a Legends from the Pacific original story and is based on collected testimony. A man chuckled remembering the bone-chilling Chicago winters. California was the better place to be if you're homeless. Come on, Charlie, stay close, he said. His scrawny dog took his side as they approached a homeless encampment under a bridge. Hello, one of the homeless said. Hello, replied the man. It's just me and my dog. We don't want no trouble. Just a place for the night, maybe longer. The huddled masses stirred, but it wasn't a cold night. No animals, the camper said. Charlie, the man said. He'd never heard a fly. Charlie wagged his tail and waited for one of his new friends to pet him. They kept their distance. The camper scratched his neck. That's the rules. You can stay, but not your dog. The man pet Charlie. It's okay. You're a good boy. The man noticed the homeless were clustered away from a large area in the bridge's shadow. Look, the man said. There's more than enough space for us. What if we kept our distance? Just keep that dog away and stay out of the dark. The man and Charlie went toward the dark. The nerve of those guys, the man said, entering the darkness. What makes them think they're better than us? Right, Charlie? Rocks shifted under the man's feet. He checked the ground for stable footing, but Charlie wasn't beside him. Charlie? He spun around. Charlie stood at the edge of darkness. He made a low growl. His empty, reflecting eyes were locked on the man. Charlie, come here. The dog's growl increased. Hair stood on his spine. Drool dripped from its snarling mouth. Come on, boy. Barking erupted from the dog and was emphasized by its snapping jaw. A chill prickled the man's skin. Charlie whimpered as the man felt a presence behind him. Her fault was whispered like a guttural moan. The man spun around. Nothing was there. The presence surrounded him. Her fault. The man ran from the dark. Her fault echoed behind him. Charlie whined and joined the man as they ran into the night. Coming up is your featured Hawaiian word, song, and more about the daughter who survived. The presence under the bridge said her fault, but the significance of these words have been lost over time. Many consider the area under the bridge to be stronger in paranormal activity than the bridge itself, which is interesting because the land beneath the bridge is being developed into housing. The bridge is still in use, though the 134 highway gets most of its traffic. The bridge has also been used in productions like Full House, The Amazing Race, and La La Land. The Colorado Street Party is an annual festival that's held on the bridge, and the American Society of Civic Engineers designated the bridge a National Historic Landmark. At the time of this recording, around 200 people have ended their lives there, but through the years, the bridge has been modified to prevent suicides. The daughter who survived attended one of the bridge's reopenings in the 90s. She doesn't remember the incident, nor does she blame her mother for her actions, and credits God for saving her. If you like what you heard, please give us a rating, write a review, and share Legends from the Pacific with your friends and family. I'd really appreciate it. Before we go, I just wanted to read one of our listener emails. 
This is from Austin, who writes, Legends from the Pacific is a great way to relax and be on edge at the same time. Wonderful storytelling that makes the podcast feel very personal. Thank you for your email, Austin. It means a lot to know listeners are enjoying the show. You can also send us feedback by clicking the feedback tab on our website, legendsfromthepacific.com. Our theme song is Mystery by Tavana, courtesy of High Sessions. Sound effects were by Sound Effects Factory. Our music coordinator is Matt Duffy. Links and show notes can be found on our website, legendsfromthepacific.com, including a link to your featured song, which is How Come by Doa's Daydream. Your featured Hawaiian word is keiki. Keiki is Hawaiian for child. Once again, keiki is child. Legends from the Pacific was written, produced, and edited by me, Kamuela Kaneshiro. I also wrote our original stories. Thank you once again for listening. Mahalo and ahui ho. Boxed into a corner again, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh.